This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.ororapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is Mr. John Bartell, the VP of Sustainability for Pack Worldwide. Hey, John. Hey, Corey. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, sir. And thank you for taking time to be on the show. Can you tell us about yourself? How'd you get into packaging? Yeah. So John Bartell, uh, VP of Sustainability for PAC Worldwide. I've been in packaging through PAC for a little over 20 years now. So I started with PAC back in 2001 through some friends. I I had been in the the tech world and I was looking for something more tangible that you could kind of feel and see and touch. And that's where packaging came in. And so I've been in in numerous... um, areas of PAC. I've been in sales and management and international sales and marketing and communication. And most recently since 2019, sustainability for PAC. Yeah. Yeah. This is a new position for a lot of companies, the sustainability yeah. manager or VP of sustainability. So it's it's great to see when when companies promote from within because you've got that experience. You know what's really happening out in the market, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think really for me from the get-go, I had always been interested in the manufacturing or the process side of things for PAC, you know, how we made things, how we worked with our suppliers. And the sustainability part of it has really always been of interest to me and something that drove me, something that, you know, at PAC, we, we all wear many hats. And so I was always interested in, I think, kind of wearing that sustainability through my different positions and was really tapped by our, our CEO and president at that time, Jim Boshaw, back in 2019 to take this on as my main role within the company because he wanted to have that visibility that, that's needed, which is sustainability within the organization. Yeah. And it's a big task. So kudos to you for, for doing that. Can you tell us about PAC Worldwide and, and what it is that your company's known for? Sure. So PAC Worldwide is a privately held company that was founded in 1975. Our mission statement is protecting the things people care about. So if you relate that to packaging and sustainable packaging, you know we work a lot with big e-commerce companies, with couriers, and what we make protects <laughs> what people use. And yeah. a sustainability standpoint, if you don't have protection around that item, as we all know, and it's got to be returned, then you're talking about increasing your carbon footprint. And so it really, you know, takes away from the whole packaging element, if you will. PAC was founded as a broker. We didn't make anything back in 1975. We changed that model in the 90s. So today about 98, 99% of what we sell, we manufacture ourselves. Oh, wow. And really, we focus on flexible packaging, so both paper and poly-based packaging. Excellent. And when you're talking about the sustainability future, like the future, what comes to mind when you think of sustainable packaging for you? Is it is it reusable? Is it paper? Is it all the things? I think all the things is yeah. a good answer. Yeah. I came up with something years ago, kind of a play on the three R's. I call it the four R's. So reduce, reuse, recycle, and rethink. And so 
<clears throat> to me, the, the rethinking is the most valuable of those four. And that's something I, I think we as a company continue to do. We want our customers and partners to do. I'd like my family to do, right? I mean, <laughs> if, if you look at it holistically, right. this is not just about, I think, what we do in our, our day jobs. This should be a, an overarching thing for us because yep. it's hard. I mean, I mean, it really is depending on what you're doing business-wise or, or personally-wise to continue to, to be sustainable. And that can be as easy as well, easy in quotations, yeah. recycling. That can be thinking about reusing something, reduction. You know, the first R, that one's huge. And that's what I, I think a, a lot of people overlook, which is, hey, do you need all of that packaging or is there a way we could reduce that to lower your carbon footprint? I agree with that so much. Reduction is the, the biggest one that isn't talked about enough. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, reduce it all the way to the point where you're confident that it will still deliver safely. And I think that you've succeeded towards sustainability. I'm excited to talk about these. Your, your team sent me some samples mm-hmm. and these are called the Eco Jacket. Correct. And do you want to explain these to the team here? Yeah, I think the easiest explanation of the eco jacket is this is a solution for companies that are looking for something that's curbside recyclable. So it's an all paper mailer that has cushioning throughout. If you look on the market, you're going to find some paper mailers that might not have that even cushioning. We believe with this design, it's going to protect what you're shipping. It's really a cool idea. I've never seen a mailer like this before. I think it's very unique. But what what I can say is I've used single-face corrugated, which is what's on the inside of this, many times successfully to protect items in packaging. So you guys figured out how to turn that into an envelope, which to me is a slam dunk. Well done. Oh, thank you. I mean, we, you know, going back... Mailers are what we've done for a long time. So, so if you, we feel really good with that design. And so the product that you were just holding up, that was years in the making. And really that was driven by the market that was looking for sometimes alternatives. What we try and do is listen to our customers because when it comes to sustainability, they might have different mandates from a cop, <laughs> right. as you know, right? And so yeah. it could be Hey, John, we need to get out of poly. What are, what's our alternative? John, we need something that's curbside recyclable. What can we do? We need to lower our carbon footprint. What can we do? And so yeah. as sales professionals and sustainability professionals, we want to be able to really give whoever comes to us an alternative. And, you know, depending on what their initiatives are from up top. I like that a lot. It's, and it's always different, right? The answer yeah. can change company to company and person to person within that company as to what are your actual goals or what what are the future plans for sustainability and like you said is it a reduction in plastic is it a is it an attempt to reuse is it a, a focus on curbside recycling all of them are positive in different ways but yeah. like I I like to mention to people we got to run the life cycle analysis and see what really works for you in your company. And yeah. I think that's important. I agree with you completely. And I think just going back to the eco jacket a little bit and the development of it, it was important to us once again, to try and make not only a curbside recyclable product, but also a sustainable product. And so the eco jacket, we're using SFI paper for that. We've also done some research and we have availability or I should say capability to make that with recycled content and as well. 
Yeah. Uh, the current offering does not have recycled content, but that's an option if customers would like to pay for it. Can you tell us what SFI means? I, I know what it means, but I want, I'd like to yeah, explain it to the audience. <laughs> sorry, Sustainable Forest Initiative. Yeah. Uh, and so you've got really, I'd say two big ones out there, SFI or FSC. Our buyers are SFI, so that's why we went the SFI route. It's an important delineation between the two, and I think they're both doing great things. So thank you for using SFI paper. Well done. You're welcome. Yep. So what can companies do to to be more sustainable other than reduce their packaging? I think that's a great question. And I actually really, truly appreciate you asking that um, because as silly as it may sound, it's going to take everybody to actually make a difference in regards to sustainability. PAC is part of numerous groups because we, we truly believe, although we as a company think we're doing our part and other companies might be as well, if we don't collaborate, I don't think we're going to get anywhere. I really don't. And so that's collaboration with customers, with partners, with government agencies, you know, getting, getting more involved. And, you know, what can our customers do? Once again, it depends on what their top-down mandate is. Right. Right. It, it, I mean, re- reduction is a huge one. As a consumer or even a customer, reuse. Right? Yeah. If looking at our mailers, for example, if you order a product from any online business, you know, you're holding up the, the eco jacket again. Let's say you get that and it has a hoodie in it that you don't like the color or it's the wrong size. Well, with that product there, retape it, send it back to, to the retailer. So you've, you know, essentially created a two-way or a reusable mailer. So reuse is one. Recycle, gosh, the rates for recycling in this country are really dismal. So there's, there's a lot of room that, that we could do on that side of thing for sure. I agree. We're certainly improving recycle rates as fast as we can with the mandates and different capabilities at each. The problem with that is that each county is different, right? Each city, each state, each, you know, country in the world has different rules and recycling capabilities. But I love, I want to focus on what you said about reuse. This is not technically a reusable packaging, but it can be reused probably dozens of times in in my experience i've i've i reuse any packaging i get as best as i can i often like you send out samples and try to reuse amazon boxes or or mailers or anything like that received and i've never had anybody say one thing about hey why didn't you use a new package for that shipment so i think I think we'll eventually see more and more of retail companies reusing packaging. Do you think that's a possible trend? I hope it's a possible trend. Yeah, I think when it comes to retail, there's still this vision that the packaging or the product has to be pristine. Yeah. At all times. And especially when we're talking about e-commerce, that's, hey, let's say, face it, it's been around for a while. (laughs) It's still got some room for growth. Packages that are going through the mail or through the courier systems, they're going to get beat up and they're going to get dirty. But just because they're dirty doesn't mean they they stop doing their job, which is to get that product safely from A to B. And so if more consumers like you, you know, could say, hey, yeah, I could use this again, right? I could throw Mm -hmm. on some tape. It could actually be kind of creative. This is Personally, for me, I put my own special tape on it or, or something. <laughs> I think you might have something there. You know, there are other mailers that I don't think you have samples of, both in paperboard and in poly that actually have a dual peel and seal. So it is set up 
for that round trip, if you will. If we're looking at the definition of reusable, you're right. I don't think it qualifies because I think it has to be reused past 20 times maybe to be deemed reusable, but it is technically reusable because of the dual peel and seal wear. Yes, you can reuse that item again. Yeah, I think it's an I think it's an important concept that, you know, I'd love to even see companies encourage their consumers, their customers to reuse the packaging. My friend Amy is the, the founder of a company called Big B Little B, and she puts a sticker that says, This is my, and then there's a space trip. And then she'll write in oh, a nice. number. This is my third trip. This is my fifth trip. And she puts that on boxes that she's reused over and over and over again. I love and that. That's to me, super creative, right? I have actually never heard that one. And that's one I might steal. I really <laughs> like that idea. She would um, love that if you did. Yeah, yeah. We have a number of customers that do actually use the mailer as a billboard. And mm-hmm. not only to promote their brand, but to promote what they're doing from a sustainable aspect. And so you will have some on there that have great verbiage about, hey, this mailer can be used again with this reusable strip, or they'll talk about recycled content within a mailer. They'll talk about the aesthetics of this mailer might look a little different. And the reason is we care about the environment and we're actually using recycled content. So you might see some blemishes, you might see some gels, you might see some discoloring. And I love when companies do that because I, I think it's just a great way to tell your story. And if you're putting the time and money and effort into it, why not tell your story? Absolutely. And change that story as it evolves and, you know, update it and say, listen, here's a new thing. This is, here's, here's why we changed it. Here's, Here's the QR code. You know, you can you can make a QR code that's updatable, if that's a word. <laughs> well, it's uh, funny you mentioned QR code, Corey, yeah. because QR code is something that we've been trying to push on mailers for a long time. And I yeah. feel like before the pandemic happened, nobody wanted to put a QR code on the mailer because right. it, was, it felt very foreign. You, mm-hmm. People didn't know what to do with them. You had to have a special app. But then once the pandemic hit and you finally go to a restaurant, guess what? Everything was on a QR code. Yeah. You had to figure it out or if you wanted to eat, right? Yeah, you had to figure it out. <laughs> exactly. And so it seems to be more ingrained on, in our society now. You're right. You can change that embedded link at any time. You get great data because you can see how many people are scanning it. I mean, there, there's many, many great benefits of the QR code. Yeah, I just interviewed my friend John from ringpin.com, and that's what they do. And it's amazing what you you can have a, a QR code that takes you to a landing page, and it shows you a link, it offers you a discount, and it tells the, it also, for the cust- for the company that provides it, like you said, data massive data for them. And to me, it's the future that's here now. Yeah. I mean, whether it's the QR codes that are visible to the eye or invisible QR codes that are being used, especially in this space today on a pilot program. I don't know if you've talked with Digimark at all, but but they do some yeah. things with what I'll call invisible QR codes. Their episode was amazing. They've been on the show and the Holy Grail 2.0, they talked about it a lot. And it's exciting to see how 
these invisible, you know, like you said, QR codes and Digimarks are are changing the way that packaging is recycled and uh, uh, yeah, the, the absolutely. information. Absolutely. I mean, we were part of the tail end of Holy Grail 1.0, and then we've been involved with 2.0 as well. I'm a little impatient and I wish we could get it here, <laughs> but this technology that is actually working in an industrial pilot and now it'll be commercial pilot is really exciting, especially when we go back to those four hours, right? Because one of the, the issues that we have in the U.S. is infrastructure, as you mentioned before, with our MRFs and with recycling. Well, mm-hmm. technology is just leaps and bounds and it. I think it's all economics as well, right? So if we could figure out the economics and the technology, marry those, I think our recycling rates could actually creep up quite fast and possibly PAC and other companies that have made these public commitments can we can see those come to fruition because 2025 and 2030 are going to be here before we know it. Absolutely. Tell us about how you were involved with Holy Grail 2.0. Yeah. So I know Larry Logan quite well with, with Digimark. I don't know if you know Larry. He's there. I think his latest title is chief evangelist, maybe. <laughs> I didn't interview Larry. I interviewed two amazing people, but not Larry. Okay, so I think we got involved with Larry initially. I've been part of the SPC and APR and How to Recycle and also something called the FFRG, Flexible Film Recycling Group, which was Mm. part of the ACC. Sorry about all these acronyms. Yeah, welcome to packaging. We talk about it. And so through (laughs) all of these different industry collaborations, that's really how you found out about these pilots. And so we found out about the tail end of 1.0 and got some packaging over there for pilots. And then as soon as you're on the list, you're really on the list. And and 2.0 just grew in leaps and bounds in regards to the number of companies that signed up for that. And so, I'm sorry, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth, but for for 1.0, I actually met, I believe it's Guillaume Belder, who was with P&G over at a conference in London, right when that was happening. And so to meet him, the guy that really was spearheading this, that was made a big impression on me. And I'm like, we got to be part of this. Yeah. Um, because there are a lot of rigid companies that were doing this, but not a lot of flexibles. And so I, I saw it as an opportunity for us to get involved with flexibles. And the flexibles are really where we need the major improvements. I think that's that's been a real challenge for recycling. And of course, all, like you said, all items have been a challenge in their own ways, but the flexible mailers have been one of the most difficult things, especially curbside. So if we can get these Digimarks on there and get them all recycled at the MRFs, that would be incredible. Uh, that would be incredible. I, I think we're a ways from, from getting there. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping with possible infrastructure changes, possible technology changes that, you know, MRFs tandemly with store drop-off programs that we we could get there as well. We were just involved with a pilot up here in Seattle that was sponsored by American Chemistry Council. PAC was part of it. Dow, I think Annie's possibly. Where And then we had 11 retailers up here in Seattle that said, okay, we need to revisit our store drop-off program. How can we make this a little better? And so that just ended in May. And they're working on data that I think they're going to release probably in about a month, just to see how this smaller pilot went. Because right now, as you know, that's the option for flexible film, for recycling, which is store drop-off. And so if we can make it easier, more prominent, less contamination, a way for all the value players to actually see value in it, that hopefully in tandem with 
infrastructure changes in the MRFs could help us increase that recycling rate for flexibles. Absolutely. I was excited to learn that most of that material gets turned into Trex decking and uh, interviewing them. The amount of material they've recycled is incredible and it's exciting to see. It is. I mean, they are, they're a great success story. I don't know if you've actually toured their facility as well. No, they've invited me and I'd love to go. They're opening another one. So that's good news for all of us because more materials will get recycled. So put that on your list, Corey. It's, it's, it's just really cool to, to Worth it, I bet. how much I'll say waste, how much waste they're keeping in the economy versus going to landfill. It's, you know, it's got to happen and it needs to be replicated. More people need to figure out ways to reuse this material. That's a challenge to recycle. And, but you guys are doing a great job making materials that are recyclable, easily curbside. And so, thank you. you know, with, with work on the front end and work on the back end, I think we'll come together in the middle and make a real positive impact soon. That is the goal. Absolutely. So thank you so much, John. Tell us how to get in touch with you and and Pack Worldwide. Yeah, thanks, Corey, for having me. I I really appreciate it. Great to meet you, a fellow Northwesterner. Yeah. Uh, Pack.com, P-A-C.com is the easiest way to reach us. Me personally, you can find my contact information on our sustainability page. You can find us on all the social channels because well represented on all the social channels. And I think, you know, once again, thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this podcast. Yeah. I just found out about it not too recently and, and just some really, some great content, some great episodes. We appreciate you talking about PAC, talking about the Eco Jacket. And I think lastly with the Eco Jacket, it's ever evolving. And so both from a sustainability aspect and also from a performance aspect. So the more we get into the market, the more we get feedback from our customers, what they like, what we can tweak. And so that's going to be a fun one for us to watch as it continues to evolve. I liked how it's customizable size-wise. Mm-hmm. To me, most a lot of those mailers are way too big. And the fact that you guys can, can make it exactly the right size for your customer goes back to what we've talked about first in this podcast. Make it the right size. Reduce it. Yep, yep. There you go. Excellent. Well, thank you, sir. And thank you, Landsberg Aurora, for sponsoring this podcast. If you're listening, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode and give us a review. We really appreciate it. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive, Mr. Matthew Wright helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging, innovation, and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.